This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you today, and I'm really excited that we both get to be with the amazing Jada Selner. I'm going to tell you officially all about her in a minute, but I just want to say that if you are someone who feels like you really are in the rat race, like you're always hustling, especially if you're an entrepreneur, but I would say even if you're not, you could be making yourself super busy at home or at your nine to five. This episode is really going to help you. Jada definitely her superpower is around helping entrepreneurs build their business. So we go into pieces of that throughout this episode. But I would say really her secret sauce is also just staying centered and calm and focused and really creating a holistic support system. So I know that this is going to touch you no matter where you are on your journey. And I'm really, really excited for you to hear my conversation with Jada. So I met Jada. Well, let's see. This is funny. I met her probably at least 10 years ago. She'd know exactly when she took this class, probably better than I would. But we were in a business class together. It was actually B-School with Marie Forleo. And Jada was starting her Simple Green Smoothies business. And it was just so fun to watch her business take off. And I will say we get a lot of comments around here about how nurturing our community of women is. And I I don't even think I told Jada this on the podcast, but maybe she'll listen to this and hear it now. But Jada was one of the first women. And at the time she had a business partner, Jen, and they were like this first woman duo that I remember seeing succeed and really understand what it was like to really be excited when someone else succeeds and not at all have a pity party about how maybe my thing wasn't going as well or was different or whatever the stories we tell ourselves. So I feel like so many of us have been programmed to have this underlying like competitiveness with other women. And Jada, when she really rose into this beautiful business that she built and she must have just been giving out some amazing energy because I very specifically remember feeling like, oh, 
I'm like really proud of her. And I don't really even know her. I was just in this class with her. So I knew her online. I knew her in Facebook groups and really being proud of what she created. So that was my first interaction with Jada. And then I got to go to their book launches and all the fun things they did as they built super green smoothies. And her business partner at the time, Jen, has also been on the Plan Simple podcast. So we will link that up in the show notes. You can go back and listen. But since then, she really has taken a stand for her life and her balance. And so Jen still runs Super Green Smoothies and Jada stepped into her next story. And that is also so beautiful to watch. So to me, she's such a vision of really walking what we talk about so much around here, which is being really clear about what you desire and how you're feeling and what season you're in And really stepping into that instead of feeling bad about being in something slightly different. So since then, we share a lot of common friends. So I think both of us feel like we've heard about the other one from our friends that we share in common. And yet we don't know each other so well. So great to be in this conversation with Jada. And you're just going to love everything that she has to share. I want to give you her official bio. I think I have one announcement and then we're going to get her on the show. Okay. So Jada is... If I haven't already sold you on how amazing she is, she's a best-selling author. She's a business mentor. She's the host of a podcast too. Her podcast is called Lead with Love. If you're an entrepreneur, you're going to love it. She's a sought-after international keynote and TEDx speaker, and she helps founders grow their businesses to the next level without sacrificing what matters most. Can you see why she's a woman after my heart? Her work has been featured in O, the Oprah Magazine, Wall Street Journal, CBS, The Doctors TV, and on the cover of Women's World. Jada loves taking bubble baths, playing board games, and dancing to Beyonce. She lives in the Bay Area with her husband and daughter, and you will hear a little bit about all of that today on the show. So I think I have one announcement, which is it's so funny that we're doing this episode and it's dovetailing with what's going on around here because I feel like Jada frames some of what we're doing around here so well as well. We complement each other in this particular area. So today, if you're listening to this in real time, we're hosting a workshop, a three-hour workshop to be precise, on jumpstarting a project, which means that we're going to help you really envision the project and plan for it and break it down. And this sounds like the driest, most boring thing as I say it out loud, but we are going to make it spiritual and fun. So I hope that you will come and really understand this process because I find, especially if you're like me and you're more of a like, I want to be in the creative flow of things kind of gal, that is definitely who I am. This process will help you really follow through on what you say you want, um, what drops in as you intuitively wanting. It will help you fulfill your promises to yourself as you get that like aha moment that this is something I really want. And we will be posting a replay and we will be having the amazing Megan Flat as a guest in the middle. So many of you all love Megan. So she's coming on in the middle. By the way, her book Focus just came out and you should definitely go get it. 
We'll put the links all around our social media this week, but go get it, support her, go get the amazing things that come with that and tune into this workshop so that you can really learn this process and get from both of us our parts that will really help you plan any project. So you're going to plan one project with us. That's why we're making it take three hours because we really want you to leave with a finished product. But what we teach you, you'll be able to go out and plan multiple projects in you know, an hour in the future. And so I can pretty much guarantee that this process will save you many hours and days of time at some point in your life. So I definitely recommend coming. All right. That's what I think I got to say about that. Again, just go to plansimple.com. You'll see how to sign up. If you're seeing it in real time, it will be like in a pop-up in a bar at the top in all the places. And if not, look for our workshops and you'll be able to get the replay and watch it there. Okay. So that is for planning projects. Let me think if there's any other announcements that I have before we get the amazing Jada on. The other thing I'll say about books is that I think she will share when she's on, but if she doesn't, if you're an entrepreneur, you got to go get Jada's book too. All right. She wrote a book called She Builds and it was really funny because I think it was like the day after we had our conversation, I was in Flow 365 and we were on probably a Monday call talking about what our goals were for the week. And someone said that they were reading She Builds. And I was like, oh my God, that's so funny. She's going to be on the podcast in just a few days. It's a great book. It also will teach you some things about planning projects. And Jada just has such a gentle way. And I think that you will love that book if you're an entrepreneur done with the hustle. All right. So go get that. Go get focus. Focus is also for you if you're an entrepreneur and you will just have the most powerhouse stack of books to read maybe by the pool or at the beach this summer. Maybe also add some pieces of fiction, but I love business and personal development books. Can I just say that? Like I think in May, because it was my birthday month, now I'm going down a tangent, but it's not really a tangent because nothing's really a tangent. But in May, which was my birthday month, when I was really focused on what I really wanted, I think I read 15 books on either personal growth or business. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that we are redoing the planner. A lot of it was research for me and really diving into what others have said about feminine energy and how we think and all the things. So there was definitely a quality of work in there, but I just felt like my whole soul expanded. I don't know, like 350% doing that reading. And so I highly recommend all kinds of reading, but I think a lot of times we're always like, we shouldn't be reading this many workbooks. But when we do good work, the books are good. So go get She Builds, go get Focus. I'm really excited for you to read both of them and to hear what you think. So always respond and tell me what you think of them, what your ahas were. All right, you all, let's get the amazing Jada on the show. Hello, Miss Jada. Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. Hi, Mia. I'm glad that we get to reconnect and catch up in one soulful conversation. Oh my gosh. I swear to gosh. Sometimes I'm like, how do I have this job where I get to hop on podcast episodes and talk to all my favorite people? Because it's so fun and like really dive into conversations. And sometimes I'll even be on conversations with people I'm like friends with. And I'm like, oh my gosh, just the podcast energy is so much better. So thank you for being here today. It's so fun. All right. So tell us a little bit like before, I mean, I've already told people about you. But tell us from your perspective, what it is that you're balancing right now, because I just know that the way that you're going to share this story is going to be insightful in itself. 
Yeah. You know, well, being an entrepreneur who's running my own business, my husband and I just celebrated 20 years of our love story. We'll have our 18th year wedding anniversary this summer. And I also have a sophomore in high school and a little fur baby Beasley and also my own being, my own self, health and wealth. And so, you know, I have a full plate and I think as many of us were wearing many hats and having to kind of move in and out of those. And so the big pieces that I'm balancing right now are definitely kind of the resurgence of my business after being in my creative cocoon of writing my book for two plus years. And that's, you know, two years once you get the book deal, but then there's all the work that comes even before the book proposal process. So balancing kind of rebuilding my business and my offerings after being in that quiet place of writing the book. And then I'm sure, you know, having teens, also the mental health of coming through, moving through the pandemic and really one of my primary intentions as a parent right now, because I'm like, I have two years until a true empty nest is really teaching my teen self-soothing and coping strategies for stress and overwhelm, knowing that I can't control and protect as much as I want to because I homeschooled all of middle school, which was so great. And that's all I want to do every single day. But my kid is back in public high school. So balancing that. And then my husband and I definitely had a reckoning during the pandemic and really prioritizing our relationship through doing couples therapy more consistently. And we've found our way out and through from like a little rock bottom spot to really like, oh, we're into our next marriage. You know, Esther Perel talks a lot about this of, you know, you could be married to, you'll have many marriages in your lifetime if that's a path you decide to choose. Not everyone needs to get married, but if you do, it might be with the same person that you have those many marriages with, or, you know, you might have several with different people. And so we have just found ourselves in like our next iteration and evolution of our marriage, which feels very exciting, but also takes a lot of energy. And then also balancing what's literally on my plate. Like I'm doing a blood sugar reset and learning how to eat meals as I enter into my forties. And that's my plate, right. Of like myself, my health, my wealth, and then also the relationships that really, really matter to me. So it's a lot of, of moving pieces and I feel with the support system that I have in place that I move in and out of these pieces with a lot of grace, with a lot of compassion, with a lot of honoring my intuition and really also not even just grace, but also pace of how I move through the world. I just really connected to what matters most in any given moment, which is one of my superpowers is being able to like what is needed what needs the most attention and love in this current moment or season of life. I love that. I actually think that is a superpower that we need with teenagers. So I think that's amazing. (laughs) So I think we share that superpower. So I love that. Okay. So you just said something that I was not at all where I was going to start, but you just said something about you have the supports in place to help you navigate. Because I feel like to some people, And this happens very frequently with me. So I'm excited to unpack this with you. That would sound busy, but I know you and I know me and I know that we both have full plates and yet busy isn't how either of us would identify. So will you talk a little bit about that? Because I feel like that pace piece, 
the fact that you're supported, like, you know, it's different to be coming from that thought process. So will you just talk to that a little bit? Yeah. So there's something that I talk about in chapter four of She Builds, my book that came out in November called Gather Your Support Squad. Mm. And when I reflected back on being an entrepreneur, you know, for 15 years of what are the pieces that have really grounded me and allowed me to be centered and calm and feel a sense of focus and clarity and direction, like many things that my clients struggle with, I don't necessarily always because I have these support mechanisms in place. Mm. And so there are kind of three components of building a holistic support squad. The first one is being able to have your peers and your colleagues or your parallel playmates that yeah. are on similar journey as you. So in my kind of personal relationships, like I am friends with people who also have teen kids that are dealing with similar struggles and challenges and we're sharing resources and numbers and call this person, read this book, listen to this podcast, right? So the same thing in business, like being in very similar seasons, a lot of my friends, my peers, my colleagues, they've been seasoned entrepreneurs where they've been doing yeah. this for 10 plus years, right? And just yeah. being able to share resources. And to me, like my friends, I call myself a mastermind whore because I love to be in masterminds in community and being able to <laughs> not feel alone on this yeah. journey, you know, but also we can't put all of it into our mastermind groups, our yeah. friends. We also need mentorship and guidance. Yeah. So really being able to have someone in whatever you're building, wherever area of life you're growing, for me, being able to have the mentorship of a coach, someone yeah. who can really brainstorm, strategize strategy with me, because there's this saying, you can't read the label from inside yeah. the jar. And when you can't read the label from inside the jar, you're just so deep in it. And so someone being able to see the big picture view is so important. And depending on where you are in your entrepreneurial journey, you might have a mentor from afar, just listening to yeah. a podcast, reading books, you know, being able to do the more affordable, accessible things. And then as you move along, being able to make those investments in that mentorship, coach and guidance. So me always having someone in my corner also kind of boosts me to support my clients so well too. And then the last piece is being able to have someone who can really hold that safe emotional space for you. Because yeah. we know as an entrepreneur and then add the hat of mom, spouse, yeah. friend, all the things. It's a roller coaster. There's there's highs where we want to be able to celebrate and have those humble brags. And then there's the lows when we question ourselves, when we have self-doubt and insecurity. And no matter how seasoned you are, no matter how much success that you've had externally. I'm still like, I have two traditionally published books and I'm like, am I a writer? I don't know. You know, <laughs> like it's just a lot of insecurity and self-doubt in that area. So I talk about having like a life coach or a therapist or both. I have yeah. both be able to move through the emotions because I think this is something, especially in entrepreneurship that we forget or don't realize that sometimes it's not even a strategy problem or like what to do next. It's actually an emotional block that is holding us back, that why we're facing resistance, procrastination, all of those pieces. So for me, 
I am constantly looking at like, am I missing one piece of this support squad? If I feel stuck or who do I need to call? Who do I need to get on the calendar? Is it a bestie in my mastermind or is it my life coach? Is it my therapist? Is it my business coach? Do I need to listen to a podcast or something to inspire me and fill me up? And that will take you through the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. And that allows me to also slow down and look at the big picture of my life and my business so that I don't get caught up in the weeds of what's happening right in front of me and and being so reactionary, which I think a lot of us get stuck in. I love that so much. And it's interesting. I do something similar around creating a village and really thinking that through Like, I love that you think through those areas. And sometimes I'm like, you know, even sometimes like a certain project or a certain like area, you know, just needs a little bit more love and attention sometimes. And one of the things that I think actually like before couples therapy was me realizing that like my husband did like he was, first of all, he's not an entrepreneur. So like me coming and offloading all the entrepreneur stuff was like a disaster. And, you know, it's like, we want certain people to feel like every role. I think for a lot of women, it's either their spouse or their mother, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. like, but there's people who are so much better suited for like the little pieces. It's so I love that. And spreading and distributing it out. So you're not becoming codependent on any relationship and also you're not overburdening them. So when you do this, because I think as a lot of women, we can, feel like I don't want to overburden anyone with my stuff. But like, if you spread it out, then it's just like more evenly distributed. And there's also more people tracking your evolution and growth who know you. So I think it's such a powerful practice to really get us out of the hustle culture and into a more intentional way of living and building our lives. So good. I love that. All right. So with all this, one of the lines that sticks out in your book, and I think it's towards the beginning, like, because you do cool things with typography. <laughs> so, so at the very beginning somewhere, it says that burnout is not even an or is not an option. I think that's your quote. Yes. So I feel like that too is not like, that's not the story that a lot of people are operating in. And it's interesting that word, because I would say even some of the people who I come into contact with in this community might not even call it burnout because I almost think that we've like normalized burnout. Like we've normalized that this is how it should be. But like as a coach and a human who's going at a slower pace, (laughs) I'm like, that's definitely feeling like burnout. So will you talk a little bit about that and maybe the alternate or just what you're noticing around burnout? Yeah. So for me, I believe that the antidote to burnout is to really embrace an anti-hustle mindset. But in order to kind of identify how burnout manifests or how it expresses itself for us in our lives is I talk about the cycle of fear and being able to stop the cycle of fear. But first we have to like name it. So F-E-A-R, which is forcing exhaustion, avoidance, rigidity. And Mm. so when we are enforcing This is us trying to make fetch happen, right? We're just like, we're constantly pushing, overexerting ourselves. Like, I got to make this happen. Just go, go, go. No stop. No room for an exhale. No room for a break. It's just like, go, go, go. And what happens when we operate like that for a consistent amount of time, then we move into exhaustion 
where we're tired, we're depleted, we're overwhelmed, we have no energy, we have nothing left to give, even though everyone wants a little piece of us, right? Right. Our kids want a piece of, <laughs> of us, course. our spouses, it's like everyone needs our attention, our team needs us, our clients just kind of pulling and tugging. And so when we get into exhaustion, then we move into avoidance, which mm. is where we start to hide out. And it's like, you know, I think of like being under the cover. Sometimes I like literally will go under the cover, turn on my phone, like what can I watch on Netflix and binge? And also it's okay to binge. That is actually a coping mechanism. Yeah. But when we're kind of leaning towards that on a consistent basis, you might be in burnout. You might be operating in the cycle of fear. So once we get into avoidance, then we're actually moving into rigidity because we're sticking to the same plan that we created. Right. right. So it's like all or nothing. It's like, well, I made this plan. I said it was going to get done by this date. I'm the one that made this goal. And we have these arbitrary dates and deadlines that we've created for ourselves. <laughs> yeah. And not to say that we don't have external ones. Like when I had my book deal, I had an editor, uh, yeah, a deadline. A publisher yeah. who's like waiting for things. But part of burnout is not an option for me and how I embrace that even in writing this book in an anti-hustle way was asking for more time. Mm. Truly just... I'm at capacity. I have nothing. I can't. I'm just spinning my wheels on the hamster wheel or I'm not even moving on the hamster wheel at all. I'm just stuck and not moving forward that we need to take a break to slow down and stop. It's like stop the presses. We've got to reset. We've got to realign. We've got to readjust the timeline. I say don't put a timeline on your dreams. Put a timeline on your action. And it's like when we put a timeline on our dreams, that's when we start to create this anxious feeling of yeah. always behind. I'm not moving fast enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not making enough. But when we extend the timeline, then it allows us to create some more spaciousness in how we pursue our creative projects, our business revenue growth initiatives is being able to expand that timeline to honor your body. Because if you don't, you will burn out. And when you start to burn out, what you want to do is just shut everything down that you've built. Close the doors. I don't want to run this business anymore. And something that I tell my clients, because I've had several clients go on sabbaticals in their businesses and build their teams in a way that they could actually step away, is you can't make decisions when you're in that place of burnout. Right. When you have nothing left, when you're in that depletion. So you've got to go refill yourself up take care of yourself, nourish yourself so that you can make a more conscious, intentional decision from a place of energy and overflow. But when we usually shut things down, it's because we're exhausted and have nothing. But you, it's kind of, you know, when we're pregnant or just have a new baby, we want to cut our hair, right? Like you're yeah. making these drastic decisions. <laughs> yeah. It's like too many things are being used for us. Like we don't have enough brain cells right now. Yes. You know, the pregnancy break, we can't. We just have to like don't make that decision right now. We don't have enough capacity in that season. So really thinking about that and giving ourselves that permission to slow down and be a slow cooker instead of a pressure cooker in our mm. business and in our lives. I love that. And it's interesting that like in my own story, not a business, as you say that, I'm like, where am I putting a deadline on like the money stuff? But I can say a personal story and I share this a lot. So people listening might have heard this, but 14 years ago or whenever I finally decided to get healthy, I sort of had a, a little crisis of my own with my last business. And I had three little kids and I decided to get healthy and I had always wanted to be healthy. And so it was always like, 
you know, I would be like, I'll start on Monday. And then by Tuesday, it was like done and whatever, something changed in this instance, 14 years ago. And one of the big things that changed was I had three kids under the age of five. And I had this like moment of compassion for myself where I was like, why would I expect my whole body to change in a day when like I was pregnant and nursing for six years at that point, right? Like, so like, why would I expect that like everything would change? And so I had this new idea that like, all right, it took me six years to get here. So maybe it'll take me six years to get out. And what was so interesting is that my health actually transformed in very record time but it couldn't have done it without that spaciousness just in my brain. Like it didn't have yeah. anything to do with like the actual six years, you know? Yeah. And I love that you share that story because it's our nervous system goes into fight or flight, right? Like yeah. the deadline, it's like the surge of adrenaline. And also what if you don't get the result that you were expecting, right? Yeah. So if you don't make, you know, six figures in six weeks or six months or whatever it is, then you're like, I guess that equals failure. And it's yeah. actually things just take longer. They take the time that they take. And so that is why I talk about giving yourself permission to be a slow cooker versus a pressure cooker. Because how many of us have, I don't know, for me, I use the pressure cooker. My husband's much better <laughs> at it. And because I'm the one, it's like, it feels so complicated. There are so many buttons. There are so many choices and options. I'm the one that gets the burn notice, very similar to burnout. And also you get this amazing nourishing meal very quickly, but in order to get it, it has to release all of this steam, which I feel like is like blowing down the cabinetry in your kitchen. It's just very intense, right? It's, yeah. like, it's a short amount of time. You get an amazing result result, but it's also very complicated, complex, and there's a lot of intensity towards it where, and I can like feel it in my body and like tense. Yeah. And then I think about a slow cooker, right? Where it's like, you have one or two options, six hours, eight hours, maybe even 12 hours, but it's just very simple. Yeah. And you put all the ingredients in there and then you step away and you just let things simmer and you go about the rest of your life and then you yeah. come back to it at the end of the day and you have the same result, a very nourishing meal, but it's allowing things to move so much slower and let things simmer. And so that is how I would like people to look at giving themselves permission to operate in their business and in their lives is, can we be a slow cooker? Can yeah. we slow it down? Can we give ourselves more time and not always this like instant result, this instant outcome that takes a lot of intensity and pressure and no appliance and no way is wrong or right. It's just a choice. And if you like the pressure cooker and you like showing up in your business with that energy, and I think in our like 20s and maybe early 30s, we've got that energy. But as we start moving into perimenopause and also life and kids and all and caregiving responsibilities for loved ones and elders, our capacity shifts and changes and we need to honor that. So then we have other choices. We can move slower in our businesses. We can choose the slow cooker in the kitchen. Can you like give a real, like an example of what that actually looks like in business? Like, just because I feel like I know you're not saying just stop. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want anyone to read it as that, like a real example of like something that might be more in the hustle mindset and something that might be slowing down, but still working for you. Right. Cause you're not saying don't have it work for you. Yeah, it's really a slowing down. So I think my book would be a great example of that. 
I was working on my book proposal in 2018 and I wanted the book deal. I wanted all the things and I wanted it fast. And I hired a book coach. I got my support squad in place to really help me move the book forward. And then this is also sharing kind of an external force that was out of my control. So in 2019, my father at the age of 59 passed away. Mm -hmm. A few months later, we had to put our rescue dog down that we had for over 13 years. And then my brother, who was 16 years old, passed away in a car accident. And it was within six months losing really close relationships within my life where I was actually forced to slow down. Although I resisted it, right? Because I'm like, I have a business to run. My clients are counting on me. I have this book to write. You know, I have this plan and this vision. And I just needed to make an intentional decision to slow it down, to extend the timeline, to really honor my grieving, to be there for what mattered the most in that season of my life, which was my family, which meant I paused on my podcast I paused on social media post and just, I had, you know, my coaches and mentors coming in for a group program that I was running so that I could really unplug and refill myself, nourish myself. Cause now I'm in this like emotional burnout and exhaustion and anyone who has experienced grief, loss of a loved one knows the complexity and the logistics of grief too. It's just not just emotional. There's a lot. It's not linear. Yeah. A lot of moving pieces. And so in that, I needed to tell my business or my book coach, like, hey, I still want to work on this, but I just need to pause. And so this was a season of like pausing. It wasn't a season of quitting, of shutting everything down. Mm. And I think something that I felt was like, oh, I'm hiding out. I'm not posting on social. I'm not posting on podcast even a year later. And for me, what I've been saying for all of us in seasons of grief and transition is you're not hiding, you're healing. And Mm. so that is an example of giving ourselves permission to slow down and allow ourselves to reset and recalibrate. Sometimes it's intentional where we're, and sometimes it's not, where it's just life circumstances, things that are unexpected out of our control that will force us to make a decision of how we move in our business and lives. And I gave myself that space. And then I came back to the book and I knew I was like, I'm living the book right now. And it was really hard because I saw, you know, fellow people that I had jealous, like, oh my gosh, they got a book deal. Oh my goodness. All these pieces that were happening. So people are moving faster and they're accelerating their dreams and their goals. And I had to just sit with like, I'm not hiding. I'm healing. Mm. I'm living this book right now. And there's so many stories and messages that would not have been in the book if I didn't allow myself to grieve and to slow down and move at a slower pace. And then in 2020, this was two years after kind of working on the book and the book proposal, I got a $200,000 book deal with Harper Business. And Amazing. that wasn't the plan. I would have taken $5. Don't tell them. <laughs> I would have taken, you know, a smaller amount. I just wanted to be able to write this book to tell this story. But it shows that d- us slowing down doesn't always mean that we're going to lose, that we're going right. to get less of something because of that. And that was like all that resting, slowing down, saying no to growth opportunities, to revenue opportunities. There was a time where that could get replenished because I honored myself, my honored my capacity and my space to grieve and heal. 
Yeah, which my language would be like truly honoring your divine feminine and which isn't the hustle culture, right? So yeah, I love that. Beautiful. So when we need to pause, because I feel like this is another thing you're really good at. So when we need to pause, what does one do? If it's like, if someone's listening and is like, oh my goodness, I need that. I really need a pause. Yeah. So really it's looking at your kind of the same way that you're like, oh, it might've taken me six years to get to this place where I'm at. So I might need another six years, right? Like really thinking about the time of how exhausted and burnt out you are. Cause I can Mm -hmm. think of even launching this book, there was like a crescendo, a push energy of Mm -hmm. it coming out in November. And I knew it was like a three month, all right, I'm going to be in it. I'm going to be all in. I'm focused, letting my family know kind of the energy and the priority. Can I interrupt you for a sec though? But did that energy feel an alignment at that point because you weren't in grieving and you were like in births of this book? Like, does that feel true? Yeah, for sure. For sure. But I got, I knew that I would actually kind of create a burnout cycle for myself. So it doesn't mean that burnout's not going to ever happen again. It means it's like preparing ourselves where it's like, okay, so I know I'm going to do this push and I'm going to need a break on the other side of this, right? So it's being able to unplug and send the email autoresponder out, but it doesn't mean I need this long, luxurious, spacious time to replenish for that time. So what I'm saying is when we pause to think about how much have you been pushing at this pace and capacity? And then thinking about, do I need a sabbatical where I need one, two, three months off? Or is it like I need a full weekend to kind of restore myself or a full week or two? Like it's so kind of a, just kind of paying attention to what do you have the capacity for in yeah. that season of pause? And your question is like, well, what do we do when we pause? And it's really getting intentional and setting an intention for that break. Because what happens is when we get a break or we get time off, then we just work on some other project in our life that needs its attention. (laughs) Or we're going to learn during that time. We're going to fill ourselves up, which is like we're still working. And so really being able to set an intention for the pause and then being able to actually name what are the nourishing activities that you will do during that time to fill yourself up. And I talk about creating a self-care menu for you in chapter 11, refill your well. And so it's being able to build this menu. It's not a checklist. It's not a like do this every single day, but something for you to pull from and knowing what are the activities Who are the people that fill you up, that give you more energy so that you can start to operate from overflow and really tuning into what are the nourishing activities for my body? What are the nourishing activities for my mind? What are the nourishing activities for my relationships? And being able to fill your time with those type of activities. And sometimes it's like nothing, no one, just me, like lock the doors. I just like, I don't want to talk to anyone. I have weekends like that where I'm like to my husband, who's very, he's more extroverted, wants to be out in the world. And I'm like, this weekend is a pajama weekend, no bras. I am just vegging at home. I don't want anything on my calendar. Like that's an example of a pause that you could just do in a weekend, truly no commitments, nowhere to be. And then you can just flow moment by moment, what is it that I want or need that would energize me, give me joy or nourish me? Okay. And just just hypothetically, if you had taken time off knowing that you were in burnout from writing your book, let's say, and you ended up in this weekend and you're like, oh my gosh, I know what I need to say. 
Do you follow that? Or do you find that that's like an echo of the hustle? You know what I mean? Like, is there like a, I just feel like it's so easy for the hustle voice to come back when we're like, you know, and we call it something else so that we don't have to admit it's hustle. Yeah. And think that's, this is the power of leaning on your support squad. Yeah. So like my life coach, Rebecca McLaughlin, it's like, I will have a meeting with her before I go into one of these weekends, right? Like a call to kind of setting the guardrail. It's being able to like say things out loud to kind of name it, to declare it and yeah. share it. And so that's where the intentionality comes from is actually being able to voice it or write it down to hold the boundary. And this is boundaries too, right? Us yeah. being able to honor our wishes because that voice, that hustle voice is loud. It's not as loud for me because I'm on the other spectrum of like ease and flow. So usually yes. I need more. It's also paying attention to your style too, because I need more ramping up and structure and holding to kind of get me to the finish line of certain activities to get me yeah. to push. You, I, yeah. Will you talk to that actually? Because that's how I operate and it's interesting. And probably both of us attract the opposite mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. people want calm. I know there's someone listening who can, I love that you just said that. Will yeah. you, I don't know, just say something yeah. about that? <laughs> yeah. So there's a couple of things that I'll say about that. One is because I'm more like ease and flow and trust and surrender, like I tend to fall on that more feminine side. And so I yeah. need more of the masculine structures in place to hold me. But the only way that I'll do that is one, do I actually name it? Do I prioritize like this is the thing that I'm focusing on? And then I need the support mechanisms in place to hold me to that. So for me, I'm doing an enrollment for my She Builds Collective, which is a mastermind yeah. for women. And I'm like, mm, I just want to like chill and do nothing. And so it's like, I have to hire a sales coach, even though I know everything to do. I can help my clients launch, do six figure launches in 30 days. Like, but when it comes to me, I'm like, mm, I just want to like <laughs> hang out in a hot tub. And so it's like, I will hire a coach when I'm wanting a specific outcome, just the same yeah. way that you would hire a personal trainer in a gym, right? Yes. It's like my sales fitness trainer to like, I have a goal. I have a desired outcome. I have a timeline that I would like to be in. And so putting that support in place helps me stay focused or, you know, having the body doubling of social accountability of doing co-working yeah. calls, all of those pieces. It's like, what are those things that will hold you to something you say is important and you yeah. want to do it. And then there's other places where I have a lot of ambition and passion. I love what I do. So I'm kind of sharing the other spectrum, the other pendulum where you could be so, so work focused and actually kind of the things that you say matter, like your family or your health yes. don't happen. You actually want to schedule in the things yeah. that you say matter that are not getting done into your calendar and then let your work flow around it. Yeah. So it's like, okay, board game night with family, Friday night, we're playing Bananagrams and, you know, catchphrase or whatever it is, right? Like putting that in the calendar as an anchor. And then for some others who are on the other side, it's like, who are just like, ah, just, I don't want to do anything. You actually have to schedule in your work blocks because your family life will naturally overflow yes. around it. So yes. really paying attention to where do you lean? And also that leaning can happen in different seasons of your life. Cause there's sometimes when I'm all in in business and I'm like, forget eating healthy, forget that. Like it's all that. So then I have to schedule that or put the support in place for those things. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. Okay. I think I have one final question because you've mentioned it a few times. So when is a timeline? Okay. In your opinion, 
Like, you, so you just yeah. mentioned something about like, maybe I have a timeline and I'm like, but we just said that like, maybe we shouldn't have yeah. timelines. So like, and you did mention earlier that like, sometimes we do need a deadline, like around a specific task. So I'm wondering like when we're thinking about what we want or what we're trying to create, yes. when yes. is time? Okay. Do you know what I yes. mean? So, cause I say, don't put a timeline on your dreams, right? So yeah. that's a bigger picture vision of where you want to go and you can't control the timing when you'll actually get that outcome result. I want to be a published author and you may never in your lifetime, but you could be in pursuit of it and enjoy the pursuit of it. And then when I say, don't put a timeline on your dreams, put a timeline on your actions. We start to put timelines around projects. And so I talk about this in my quarterly planning process is we create our VIPs, our very important projects. And I say to have one to three per quarter, depending on your team and your support. And so you can put a timeline around a project and around actions, but the like ultimate, like say, I want to make six figures by the end of the year, you can create projects that get you to that goal. It's not a promise. So you might have to do more projects in year two in pursuit of that goal. So the goal, that vision, that's the dream where we keep extending the timeline. But then we need to put timelines around and deadlines around projects, key projects that we think will move us closer to that bigger dream and vision. Yeah. And I think for a lot of women, it's about like letting go of that attachment and not making that anything wrong about us when if we don't get it, like really loving the pursuit, right? Like really learning to love the pursuit, I would say. (laughs) And being honest, like disappointment is so human. Yeah. Like not getting what you want when you expected. That's so normal. And that's why we need our people to lean on to remind you of how great and awesome you are, because you're not going to always hit it out the park. Yeah. And nor do you want to, because we don't grow in that, those seasons. We just, ah, everything is easy. It just comes to me so easy. There's yeah. something in that when things don't always come as easy, that there's a growth opportunity in there to actually sit in the discomfort of the unknown, of uncertainty. And I think life, the collective is calling that for us so much right now is to sit in the messy middle, yeah. in the dark of like, I don't know what's next, but we can like shed a little bit like a flashlight or a headlight, right? It's like, oh, if I could just see a little bit further ahead, that could at least help me know I'm moving in the right direction. My gosh, so good. I love that. Thank you for clarifying that. That's amazing. All right. So I feel like we've covered a lot of ground and everyone should definitely go get your book for sure. I'm listening to it on Audible, which has your amazing voice, which I love. I love, let's actually talk about pace. I love, like, sometimes I realize, and here we are on a podcast, but we do talk quicker on podcasts than we do when we're reading an audio book. And so sometimes I'm like, oh, like listening to all the podcasts, like my mind is going faster. And so I love having a mix. I love like remembering to go listen to a book and be like, it's just a little bit slower and a little bit more calming to the nervous system. So anyway, I love that you recorded it with your voice. Yes. And I also, a little bonus thing that I did on the Audible was I added a guided meditation in there that's not in the physical written book. 
book. So it's this Ooh, I'll look just kind of to helping it. you set your intention. And I'd also love one of the exercises in the book is about creating your future vision, really connecting to that bigger dream, that bigger, the timeline that we're extending and making more expansive. But I'd love to gift that to your listeners. Oh, um, thank you. It's a 75 minute, like three part video workshop that I literally just walk you through creating your future vision of where you want to be in the next three Ooh. years. So I can oh, share and that. Three is my number. I love that. I love the yeah. three-year vision of and business. some people so want good. like five or 10, but I feel like three is like a nice juicy sweet spot. So if you go to shebuilds.com slash vision and then put in the code, I created a unique code for your listeners. So just put plan simple in awesome. the checkout and they'll get it for free. We normally charge for it, but I'd love to gift that to your listeners. Oh, amazing. Thank you. I hope everyone goes and grabs that. I'm going to go get, grab it and we will put yeah. that in the show notes if you're listening to this on the road. Chada, thank you so much for being here today. Did I miss like a major question of any sorts? Is there any like parting words that you feel? Well, before we do that too. So it sounds like everyone should go get that class and then we'll be able to be in touch with you because you'll be able to correspond with us. Is that the best way to be in touch with you these days? Yeah. You're I mean, follow me at Jada Selner. I'm on Instagram. I'm on the other yep. places too, but I love sending like DMs and personal messages. So cool. if you do listen to this podcast or read the book, like let us know your biggest insights and takeaways oh, and I love I'll it. respond. I it will be me, Jada, responding Amazing. to you. So you're back um, on Instagram. The sabbatical's yes, over. Yes. Yeah, the sabbatical <laughs> is over. And it's been really fun. My husband and I Good. were just talking about this at our weekly couples meeting yesterday, which was talking about our relationship with social media and expression and connecting with people. So I would just say one, just thank you so much for having me on the oh, show so and just really being kind and compassionate to yourself as you build or rebuild. Cause some of us are startups right now. And some of us are in a season of reinvention and we're restartups. And so we really have to go back to the basics and the foundations of building in a way that aligns with our vision, with our values and with our life and the people that we love. Love it. Thank you so much. All right. At the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action because action is where change happens. And here's the thing. Often when we're craving some sort of change, when we're wanting something new in our lives, we have a goal, a wish, a desire bubbling up in us. It can feel really huge. And rather than doing anything about it, we can just stop ourselves in our tracks just on the basis of how huge our desire feels. And when we can really focus on just what's the next step, what's the next doable change that we can integrate into our lives, we create this momentum because again, change needs action but it doesn't need huge action. The action does not have to meet the hugeness that we're feeling inside of us. In fact, I have seen over and over and over again that it really is the little things that add up. It really is. I've seen it hundreds, if not thousands of times in my own life and in the lives of all the people who come through Flow 365. All right, so here are my three from my conversation with Jada. And what I recommend, we do choose three, but what I recommend is that you choose the one that resonates most with you today. And you really play with that one. You fit it into your life, you fit it into your days, and you make it work for you 
And then you move on to your next doable change, whether it be from Jada or from our next episode. All right, you ready? Here are the three from this conversation. Number one, notice the fear cycle. Sometimes if we make a change, we need to notice where we are. Pay attention to when you're in the fear cycle. This could look like forcing, maybe you're exhausted, you're avoiding, or you're just really rigid in your body. And get curious about what could change. So this one's about taking the space to notice. All right, doable change number two. Schedule one thing that matters. Oftentimes, there are lots of things that we say matter. Family game night, healthy meals, a break. What if you just pick one thing this week and you schedule it and you put it in your calendar? And if it's a thing that you want to happen over and over again and again, like game night or date night, schedule a month of it or even more and hold that time for what you believe matters before anyone else claims it. So again, schedule one thing. Have you ever heard that phrase, how you do one thing is how you do everything? It's so true. So focus on one thing and see how that ripples out to the other things down the line. All right, doable change number three, make a self-care menu. What actually nourishes your body, your mind, your relationships? Make a list of activities that help different parts of you. Choose things that really nourish you, not things that you've seen on a generic self-care list or on Instagram or even from your best friend or your mother, or maybe it's even something that you've written about. But make a menu for yourself right now, exactly where you are right now. And remember, this is not a to-do list to get checked off, but something to help you when you're feeling depleted or ready to refresh. Choose what sounds good or great from your menu next time you have some time to take care of yourself. And by the way, part of this might be to schedule that. All right. I love these doable changes. You can't go wrong. So don't get stuck in choosing. Choose one, go with it, make it work for you, and then come back and choose the next one. And I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart and have a great day. 